In nature, a wildfire is one of the most devastating natural forces. It burns hot and fast and leaves little behind but ash and char. Or so it seems. Very soon after the fire passes through the forest, life returns. Shrubs and weeds that clog the forest floor have burned away, leaving space for new trees, grasses, and flowers to emerge and flourish. Habitats are created, bringing new insects, birds, reptiles, and mammals. A cancer diagnosis can feel like a wildfire, our bodies becoming this new, fire-clarified landscape. For some, cancer changes utterly everything. For others, cancer brings greater clarity and purpose. And some of us are still searching for what life after a cancer diagnosis will look like. Welcome to The Burn. We are exploring stories of life and transformation following a breast cancer diagnosis. I'm April Stearns, the founder and editor of Wildfire Magazine and the host of this podcast. The Burn is about what it's like to be diagnosed with breast cancer decades below the average age. That means we'll be sharing stories from women diagnosed in their 40s, 30s, and 20s. Women diagnosed from all stages of breast cancer, from stage 0 to stage 4 metastatic, coming from all over the world. But these are not going to be stories like you're used to hearing, or if you've been diagnosed yourself, maybe like you're used to telling. When you're diagnosed with a major illness like cancer, a medical file begins. You become these notes on pieces of paper, stats jotted down about your tumor site, your chemo dosage, your white blood cell count. When you go in for radiation treatment, you receive little dot tattoos. When you have surgery, the surgeon draws and marks your body. Your body becomes this canvas for a battle, all of it cataloged in your medical file that grows ever fatter. And so we begin to identify with the words in the file. We meet one another and introduce ourselves by the type of cancer we had, how old we were when it came along, what course of treatment we have or are currently having. This is all very important, of course, but it's not a complete picture. A person is not defined by their illness, by their cancer diagnosis, or the treatment choices they have made. They were a whole person before cancer came along. After diagnosis comes the journey to reclaim the body, to live there again, and that includes reclaiming your story. This is where the transformative power of writing comes into play. For years now, I've been publishing the personal stories of the young breast cancer community in Wildfire Magazine. We use stories to make sense of what has happened to us, but stories also help those who hear and read them to understand what they have been through or are currently going through. Cancer changes you. The writing and sharing of stories helps you work through the grief of the change and find the solace of acceptance. There is a saying that goes, the woman you're becoming will cost you people, relationships, spaces, and material things. Choose her over everything. I learned that lesson myself. I lost my job to cancer. I was 35 when I was diagnosed with stage 3 breast cancer. And losing my job didn't happen all at once. It wasn't until two years after my diagnosis. In fact, my employer was very supportive right after my diagnosis and during treatment. I was able to work flexible hours, and everyone I worked with was very kind and patient with me. As treatment faded and I got stronger, I worked harder than ever to repay that kindness. As time moved on, though, I realized something. 
my heart was no longer in the job. Before cancer, I'd loved it. But after, I was now working out of a deep-rooted, uncomfortable feeling of obligation. There was no more joy. My interests had just changed. After cancer, I was different. But still, I worked. I felt too guilty to ask for time off and quickly found myself miserable, exhausted, and uninspired. And also, there were serious medical bills. My employer was no longer happy either. He often referenced the time and deadlines lost during my cancer-fighting year, even going so far as to say he regretted supporting me. And then, all at once, my dad got sick. He'd never really been sick before. It was shocking and startling, and it was through him that I suddenly got some perspective. His stomach had been bothering him for a month or more. I remember the day they performed the biopsy. The doctor took me into a tiny side room off of the general surgery waiting area. He told me the news in rather dry terms before my dad was even awake from the anesthesia. Then he left me standing alone at my dad's bedside. He woke and asked me weakly, what is it? Did they figure it out? He didn't have his own room. I remember the thin white and blue drape between the two beds, the murmur of voices and television on the other side of the curtain, the nurse walking through my dad's side to get to the patient on the other side. I dragged the huge chair from under the TV up to the side of my dad's bed, my stomach churning. I got as close to him as I could and said softly, yeah, they found it. The words were so thick in my throat. The terror I felt was causing the blood to roar in my ears. You have a tumor in your pancreas, I said. He closed his eyes. When he opened them again, he asked me to be his caregiver. The next day, I phoned my boss, the one who'd been so supportive during my cancer, and asked to reduce my hours to care for my dad. I didn't want to quit. I wanted to do both. My heart was broken in a million pieces, but I felt empowered by my own experience that maybe I could make my dad's cancer experience a little more comfortable. I know about mouth sores from chemo and fatigue from endless scans and doctor visits. I know about calling insurance and updating friends and family. So I called my boss to say I needed to do this work for my dad. And my boss, irritated, said, can't someone else do it? Isn't there anyone else? I was stunned. I remember holding the phone, my mouth falling open. I started to say, no, there really isn't anyone else. But it didn't come out. In that moment, something shifted. They say our lives are made of these incredible moments, these little five-second snippets when a line is drawn. There's before, and then there's after. I was having one of those moments. It was that question that finally broke the spell that that job had had over me and the illusion that my cancer hadn't changed me. I quit my job that day, which was truly terrifying. And while I did so to become a caregiver, I really was taking the first step toward knowing myself and my own worth and acknowledging that cancer had changed everything. This podcast is about the five-second snippets where everything shifts, not necessarily in the life-changing moment when you got the call that says you have cancer. For sure, that's a shift. But here we'll be exploring the tens of thousands of young women all over the U.S. and many more all around the world who are trying to live beyond that moment. It's about discovering what they did after that. Where did they go? Who are they becoming? 
We'll hear their stories in their own words, and we'll talk about the power of writing as a healing tool to help you begin to write your own stories and transform your life too. Subscribe to The Burn to hear stories about breast cancer like you've never heard before. Yes, but really tune in to hear stories of strength, resilience, and healing, and get some tips along the way on how to use writing to transform and heal your own story. I'll see you next time. I'm April Stearns, and you've been listening to The Burn. The Burn is a production of Wildfire Magazine, where we share breast cancer stories from young women like you've never read or heard before. Our producer is Bill Smith, and our production assistant is Monica Haro. Want more on the life-changing transformation to be had from telling your breast cancer stories? Visit wildfirecommunity.org and take a writing workshop with me. Discover how to write your way back to yourself, write your way to reclaiming your body and your story. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to The Burn and listen to it wherever you go. If you like what you hear, leave us a starred review to help others find their way to writing the stories that need to be told.